Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to the Book Review Podcast. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear Sheikh and brother Sheikh Farhan bin Rafi'a Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's been a minute. Has been a minute. I don't know whose fault that is. Let's not play the blame game. <laughs> Alhamdulillah we're back. And it's good to be back. We'd like to welcome all our viewers wherever you may be watching on the Albion Radio YouTube. ASWJ Australia Facebook, uh, TikTok, Sheikh Farhan's Instagram page. Welcome. And obviously the Albayan radio app. We do welcome your feedback, your questions, your suggestions. And we're willing to take it as long as it's within the boundaries and, and, and manners of Islam. So please give us your feedback. Give us your suggestions. Give us your questions you may have. As you know, the Sheikh and his family have been uh, you know, a long time in the book world. Islamic books that is uh, obviously Sheikh Farhan works uh, in Dar es Salaam Islamic Bookstore as you all know and he is a graduate of the Islamic University of Medina and he's a teacher here upstairs at Masjid Al-Azhar Belmore every Monday night he has his Tafsir Quran class Tafsir Unlocked currently going through Tafsir of Surah Al-Baqarah how is that going? It's daunting I'm not going to lie yeah, I need my Saturday Sunday Monday morning, Monday before the lesson, Monday during work is filled and riddled with anxiety. I'm not going to lie. That that's it's like why so? Just preparation. Preparation is intense. Preparation is yes. intense, and it's I genuinely, يعني, I don't want to bag anyone out. I'm not trying to trying to do that in any way, shape, or form. But I just like being systematic and very prepared. And whenever we're talking about قال Allah, whenever we say Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says something. Then you're gonna be very, very careful what comes 100%. next. And I've taken this as a responsibility on myself. Like I've put this pressure on myself. I get that. I understand. You know, you gotta blame myself first. But by the way that I'm going and doing it, where I say Imam Al Qurtubi says this, Imam Tabari says this, Imam Kathir says this, Imam Shokani says this, great Mufassirin. No. But as soon as I use their name, then I have to be meticulous in how I translate the work because I'm translating as I go. If I say some of the scholars have said. And I just become a little bit loose with it, right? It makes, off my neck, it makes it so much easier. So much easier. If I say some of the scholars have said. But because I go through and I, I write, write it down of this scholar specifically said in this. And then fact check me. Go for it. I actually want that. You know what I mean? Go for it. And find out if the translation was accurate. Find out if we misrepresented it. Maybe I haven't understood it properly. Maybe something else has happened that, you know, whatever the case is. So I've put this on myself. Uh, it's probably يعني, a good and a bad thing. That's okay. No problem. But I uh, I think it's something that's important. And it's something important to me. Um, and so it is daunting. And just the fact that, you know, it's been 15 weeks and we just got to the second verse. We've just finished the second verse of Surah Al-Baqarah. It is daunting, I'm not going to lie. But because يعني, the, the corpus of work is just so massive. I'm going through 13 different tafsir in one hit. In one for one verse. I'm going through different, whatever was يعني, written up until a certain point. Like I got a pretty broad spectrum that I'm going through. Um, of the scholars who took it according to Sunnah and the understanding of the pious predecessors. So there's like a way that we're going through it. It's very systematic. It's um, So that's why that's pretty daunting and it's riddled with anxiety. Um, like today's lesson, I put, yeah, I was going through everything. I finished it at 6.55 and I had to be here by 7. So it's like, it's full on, it's intense. But alhamdulillah, it's, it's a blessing to be able to go through this many tafasir. It's, it's a blessing to to be able to go through what's been written by uh, our scholars, our pious predecessors. And to go through in a way that yani, I can say comfortably, I've gone through this book. you know, And I, I love that feeling. Like uh, inshallah by the time we're done, 15 year project, I understand. Inshallah ya Rabb, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us life. Um, I understand it's 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 not going to be easy, but it's something that I do enjoy at the same time. Excellent. Now, um, whoever whoever would like to access that series, it is the fifteenth part, and the Sheikh has completed the forty hadith of Imam al Nawi. Before then, you can go to the Masjid al Azhar YouTube channel and also the Sheikh's personal channel, Farhan bin Rafiah, on on YouTube as well. And you can find them on Al Bayan Radio's podcast channels. The complete series there as well. Now, 
Sheikh, I've been, you know, going to the bookstore. As you know, I'm a regular visitor to yeah, the bookstore yeah. in Lakemba and other bookstores as well. It's yep. one of my hobbies, as you know. Yep. And uh, I've come across something that I found quite, uh, quite you know, new. These uh. automated premats. What's the go with them before we get into uh, our topic of the book reviews? <laughs> like what's okay, so they're not automated premats. Like you press something and the sound comes out or it tells yeah, you what so to do next. What is it? So it's... Uh, the electronic premat, if you want, if you right. if you Beautiful. call it right, or the educational premat. So you put a couple of batteries in this thing, right, and you lay it out, and it helps. There's a kids' version and an adults' version, and so basically, if you press a button, it'll tell you the dua or the dhikr that you need to okay. press at that time. So remember, like back in the day when someone would become Muslim or your kid, something like that, and you'd give them the premat with the instructions written on it. So this is like that meeting the 21st century. So I've read certain fatwas of certain mashayikh who said that it wasn't okay, but I just know um, of what has occurred with like the parental feedback that we get. But parents have understood, um, parents have been able to, you know, and say that my kids now are able to pray because of this mat. Um, the adults version brought a lot of reverts, you know, brothers and sisters who didn't have the access to being taught as a child, you know, how to pray. And you see that it's like guided as well. So you have a thing that like, okay, pray, press like on a thing. It starts Dhuhr Salah, for instance, four raka'at. And it'll walk you through the prayer. So I'm not going through the specifics of halal, haram, whatnot. But I'm just saying that there's a lot of people who have learned Salah through this way. So it's a stepping stone. It's not like replacing your prayer or anything like that. But it's just like if you want to do it in the privacy of your home and you want to learn how to pray, um, I've actually, like, for instance, some parents have told me, hey, should I get this? I'm like, look, if you want the ajr and you want to be closer to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then how did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam teach his companions? By praying next to them. Pray next to your children and teach them the prayer. You know, that you get the reward then of them learning the prayer. So there are benefits, pros and cons and whatnot, but there are just some people, like I've seen the type of people who have bought this, you know what I mean? Mm. And you'd be like, alhamdulillah, they're using that. Or the alternative is they're not going to pray. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. be honest. With, like, Our community is so vast. It's so spread out. The spectrum is so, you know, it's so massive. That there are some people, if, you know, they, if someone prays, يعني, that's a big deal in some families. You know, it's a massive, that's a massive thing. So, Alhamdulillah, that's that's all we can say. Alhamdulillah. Back in my day, about twenty years ago, when yeah. a lot of brothers were getting into prayer, they had the um, the, the prayer mat with the writing on it. Yeah, so we still have that. that. We still have that. That's like fifteen bucks. So you can still get that, right? So you can still get that prayer mat, and it's probably the most cost-effective way. But the problem is, how do you, um, how do you differentiate the law with a dal, right? It says D A, D A, and one of them will have a, like a line on top. Like, bro, who's gonna learn the key to that? You know what I mean? So it's walad, what, what, Am I saying walad or Like let's be honest. So if you can hear it, it has a benefit of I can. It's it sounds. It's phonetics. It's how the the sound is pronounced. So there's a benefit to that in saying is it Allahu Akbar or the Qaf or Kaf Allahu Akbar. So there's like, you know, it's it's better than other toys that they're playing with. No doubt, we should we should like have you know, as a community. It's another issue. We should as a community we should have these services to teach people how One to pray with new Muslims. And we have some good good news here. Sister Anna, she says, "Assalamu alaikum." My son just reverted Saturday. He is forty two years old. Welcome to Islam, dear brother. And good Masha news Allah. for Sister Anna, who I think has posted a few times or asked a few questions. Alhamdulillah, is that good for him? I think he's, she's referring to that prayer mat. Is I that good for him? Inshallah. I think if there's no one there to teach him. And if he wants to do something extra outside and he wants to do something in the privacy of his own home and his own room and he wants to just hear it out and he, you want to give it like a bit of an introduction, it won't hurt. Um, you know, I think that it could be something that would be a good thing. Um, Sister Anna as well, if, if, if you can send us a, a direct message, we'll send you out the kit on our behalf. Inshallah. We Mashallah. have a few here in the radio studios and we'll send you the Quran and... and the prayer mat as well. Just send us your address and we'll deliver it to you. Barakallah Ta'ala. Barakallah fiki. And thanks for your message. Shaykh, um, any exciting new book releases that you'd like just to tell us about? We're not going to review them, but just uh, uh, you know, exciting news, something coming for the avid book readers out there? I think the sphere of Sira is about to be changed completely. 
I think the field of Sira in the English language, of course, in the English language. Thanks for that. Um, I think in the English language, Sira is about to be turned upside down. I genuinely believe this in my heart. I think there is a book that has just been released um, that we have just received as well. Um, And I'm in the process of reading it. I'm nearly done. Uh, I started last night. <laughs> it's, it's a big book. I'm quite jealous of that. Point, um, yeah. uh, it's a. I started the night before yesterday. Sorry, the night before yesterday. I'm nearly done. Alhamdulillah. Um, it's about the the, the pages. Are, I think about three four hundred pages. Um, I've looked at it quite extensively, and that's what I want to say for next week until after I finish it, so I can reserve all the um, notes. But um, it's written by a student of Imam al Dhahabi, a student of Hafiz al Mizzi, a student of. Sheikh Islam and Taymiyyah it's something that's unbelievable it's why are you building this suspense for just tell I, us who it is it's if I tell you who it is and you know the book what's the point you know what I mean like I'm trying to build hype here Sheikh what's like come on um, it is available and FYI it is very expensive I want you guys to think of it as a textbook it is like steep because we buy it in pounds shipping we are, I checked how much it is to get it direct through Amazon, through the actual publisher. It comes up to be the same, or roughly the same. I think it's like a dollar or two difference. But it's 127, 29 bucks, something like that. It is expensive. But the book is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Have like, they added anything to the original text? I know we're going to review it, but they just... They have. They, there's some timelines in the back. It's it's beautifully presented. The, the timelines presented. are very useful. When, Bro, just when having it there, like line, like having it there, mind mapped out, lined out, is really really important. I genuinely just really like having those timelines there. And then there's extensive notes, and I'm going through them one by one. Um, there's look, only the Quran is complete and perfect. Everything else it has 100%. some pros and cons, right? The translation of this thing is so good to read. It's so it's so good to read. Um, and so we're going to leave that to next week. Do you want me to actually say it? Up to you. I'll leave it for you. Okay, just to build hype. Uh, next week, inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us life, gives us yani, the ability and the health, we will go through uh, one of the most important books in Sira that's concise, straight to the point, not an information overload, Something that's accessible by everyone in the sense where it's not too big and not too small. Even if you're an advanced student, you will benefit from this book because the books that you're reading in English have gone and gone back to this book. So you need this book. And the title of the book is Al-Fusul, which means the chapters. And um, it goes through the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ in a very brief way. Um, and... It is a brief book in Arabic. Anyway. It is. It's a very brief book, and the the chapter headings were added on later on, um, because half of Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who wrote the tafsir of Ibn Kathir, يعني, he has he's the author of this um, great work, and it's a very momentous work for the English world, and I think that this thing is going to turn Sira upside down, like for the English world, how people study it, how people look at it. Um, and then after that, there are advanced books that they can go through, definitely. But this is like, what's the first thing in Sira that I need to read? It's this book here. I genuinely think. Like, I think it's mixed in the benefits of having the sealed nectar and mixed in having the benefits of uh, Nadui's The Life of the Messenger. Put it together and you got this concise, straight to the point, better than the moon split, better than everything else. Like, just this thing is on another level. Now, so, some of the Mashaykh have said that you should study Al Arjuz Al Mi'iyah before yeah, Al Fusul. Yeah. I but which brings me to my point now. We're not going to have a debate over this, but anyway, it's another story. I have purchased that book from Dar es Salaam. Mm. Um, it's for Ibn Abil Iz, the great Sheikh. Ibn Abil Iz al Hanafi. Al Hanafi, Allah, the great uh, explainer of al Tahawi. Yeah, Imam al Tahawi's Aqid al Tahawi. Yeah, where I'm getting at is the English translation is shocking. Is uh, not uh, very no, good it, for yeah. which publishing house was it again? Dar Mecca. Dharamakka, because there's another one which is online, which is better. Yeah, I know. From, I think, the brothers in, that's in, that's in, in, pa- in Philadelphia. US or PK, yeah, Philadelphia. UK, UK, I think. Uh, yeah. we wanna, we uh, US, wa- US, sorry. We want to um, do that in future where we actually compare. Both. Okay, I've done I've done that for a few books. Now, the, the, the UK, some places are unbelievable, like in the translation sometimes. It's, but it's a slippery slope. Like, for instance, I opened the book of Ibn Abid Dunya, Perish Nations. I found a mistake on the first line. On the first line, that the person narrating was, yeah, and he, that it was as if he was a companion. Like it's just, I found when I when I saw that, 
and I saw that on the first line you've managed like look everyone can make a fault right 100%, yeah, 100% yeah. right but just this is a very important field that we have to look at very very closely and like for instance the books of Ibn Abi Dunya are now being published the patience uh, patience and um sabr one of the books of, of patience have been released but the problem with the books of Ibn Abi Dunya for instance rahimahullah was one of the earliest writers in Islamic history and Ibn uh, Sheikh uh, Abdul Razak bin Abdul Muhsin Abad, he, he advises students to go read it. You know, these are books. Yani he was the first person to take, like, for instance, um, like, for instance, let's just take Al-Uqubat, right? The parish nations, the things that people were punished. And he got all of the ahadith that were relating to it and he put it into a book, right? So it's like very selective subjects and then chuck it into a book and just gather everything. But he, the, the aim of it was to gather everything. It wasn't that everything in it is authentic. So I genuinely think that in my heart, like I genuinely think, I don't think it's wise to publish these books without having at least the grading of the hadiths. Publish the books. Yes, 100%. Publish the books. That's wonderful. It's a service to the community. It's a service to the ummah. But go that little bit extra and do the hard yards. And even if it's the, the ahkam of Sheikh Albani, for instance, or you don't do your own independent research, you take someone else's rulings and gradings and you put it in the book, even that will be a massive help to the community. So I think that, like for instance, some of the things that are in there of of in that book, for instance, are very very weak, and you got to be very careful. You know what I mean? You can't build on stuff like that. So um, I genuinely think that, yani, we have to look at as a community at large, and the only way that this will fix is like someone sends, and there's like a like an actual response, and be like you know, a lot of these these hadiths aren't authentic. Like I'm going through one of the books, and I'm doing it myself. But the problem is searching up for a hadith and searching up for the turuq, for the actual chains of narrations, whilst the book is in English is so hard because I have to look for the Arabic wording. How would they have translated this? So then I've actually got the book open because Ibn Abid Dunya's books are printed, I think, in nine volumes called the Rasail or Majmu'at Ibn Ibn Abid Dunya. It's like eight books where they've printed out all of his Rasail. And they're gems as books. You actually enjoy reading it, right? But even the Arabic one doesn't have any takhrij, which means it does no rulings are on the actual books if they're authentic or not authentic. You just gotta do the hard yards and do it yourself. The isnad is there, the hadith is there. Go find it, go do it. You know what I mean, like that type of thing. Mm. So when I was going through uh, the book, like there were so many things that I needed to address, and I just got tired after a while. I was, I'm still doing it, but it's at a reduced rate. Um, but yeah, I, I want to finish one whole thing sure. where I go through and do the takhrij. I generally think that. It's very dangerous for us to be printing out stuff right now and just leaving it up to the wind. Everything in this is okay to read. No, there's no book like that other than the Quran. So just the fact that if you're attributing something to the Prophet wasallam, is it authentic or not? Like bare minimum, is it authentic or not? So that's just some of the stuff, you know, um, I think is really, really important right now that we really got to sort out. So there are some really new, wonderful new books. Uh, that are allow- that are coming out right now. Like for instance, Darus Sunnah just printed Al Wabil Sayyib by Ibn Al Qayyim Rahimahullah. Great book. Um, so we have to look at that translation. How's it been translated? Generally, rule of thumb, they're okay. They're not the, they're not the best, but they're not the worst. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest. Um, but it's better than not having it. Yes. Now um, we got a few comments here. Let me get through them. But yep. I had a sort of a a thought or a idea that inshallah maybe a yep. future topic we can discuss is a shortcut or some tips for the beginner student of knowledge to actually source hadith what do you think shortcut to that shortcut and what can i tell them the long the the proper <sighs> hey, to, way to, like uh, to, some tips on on finding the grading of a hadith without using google it's what do you think in english uh, not now but Future, future. I genuinely think it's borderline impossible if you don't. The, the, the quickest way is have a sheikh and be like, "Hey, sheikh, is this authentic 100%. or not?" Straight out, like that. I'm thinking, like, for example, if someone finds a hadith that's found in Sunan Abi Dawood, mm. or the, the four Sunan, Ibn Majah, Nasa'i, and and for an average person, they'll need Google. Uh, Tinmidi. I'm being honest. For Google. an average person, they'll need Google. Yes, they'll need to find like Sunan.com. That's one. That's one. In Arabic, there's a lot better ones, obviously. There's, in Arabic, oh my god, so good. It's that's what I'm so saying. Good Just some some tips on, on that line. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That would be easy. But if someone wants to, like, there's um, basically what you have to do first and foremost. Um, you have to go through the actual chain, if of that hadith specifically, and see if there's anyone who's a liar or anyone who's, um, yeah, any a fabricator, known 
rebellious person, whatever it is, then you have to compare it to what you have. Like, for instance, today someone sent me a hadith and said, Sheikh, is this hadith authentic? And I had the word Israel for the angel of death. And we know that there is no hadith, no hadith that's authentic that says that the angel of death, his name is Israel. So just, there are sometimes telling tales. Like for instance, yeah. if a hadith comes to you and says, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam slapped this person. Like just, you know what I mean? Something that's completely out of the blue. You can just tell from the the, the get-go that this is, you know what I mean? The Prophet Sallallahu did one, two, and three. Uh, obviously based on knowledge, not just based on complete, you know, just your own hawa. Oh, the Prophet can't have more than four wives. Or the Prophet can't have more than one wife. It's, you think that it's not okay. So you've just like, oh, the Prophet never did it. So you have to be very careful. You have to be playing with fire here. So you have to be, whoever lies upon me intentionally, let him prepare his seat in the hellfire. So this is like very dangerous stuff. Um, but there's really no shortcut other than just right now, the only shortcut you have is Google. That is be honest. Or you have someone who you be like, hey, Sheikh, is this okay or not? Is this, uh, is this a-okay or not? And please don't do that with me. I am so busy. Um, but there's so many people who'd be willing to do it. Sheikh's number for those who would like to <laughs> check is 04. Do not do that, please. All right, moving on, Sheikh. Uh, regarding, we're getting a lot of questions. Yeah, please, please. Very please. interesting. Uh, regarding uh, Al-Fusul, yes. the, the brother asks, where is it? Just... Uh, is it is it a is it a juzu of al bidayah wa nihayah or it's no, in the book? No, no, that's actually that's actually a very big misconception that uh, al fusul is, is is it's actually a separate book. It's not it's not from bidayah wa nihayah. The the one that's from bidayah wa nihayah has been printed separately. That's yeah. people call that a sirah of Ibn Kathir and stuff like that. There is some people say that that even is not a thing, but it's. Al-Fusul, not from Bidawani Haya, separate book completely. He makes mention of it in another book. He actually makes mention of it in his uh, taf- in his tafsir of uh, Surat Ahzab. It's mentioned in there that he's mentioned the book by itself. And his, it's been mentioned by other people as a separate book as yeah, well. It's called the Al-Fusul fi Sirat Rasul, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, what, what does Fusul mean? You know, back in the day, they didn't have like new page or they didn't have... Um, like how do you separate something from another thing so instead of saying chapter the word for it would be fossil and fossil is the jama'a fossil is fossil would be the 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 plural state of no. fossil so when the book itself is chapters so now what they've done is for, with the fossil with these chapters there was actually no sub, uh, subject headings there were no titles that were given it was just fossil the birth of the prophet ﷺ would come then then after that fossil and then another chapter of the prophet ﷺ, and then fossil another chapter but there was no subject headings which reminds us of how who did what imam al-bukhari rahimahullah how he wrote his sahih his jami' of sahih al-bukhari initially uh, sahih muslim sorry imam muslim rahimahullah he didn't put any chapter headings in his book right that was added by imam al-nawawi rahimahullah so um Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah he had like meticulous chapter headings right it's the opposite but so that's what made this book so powerful that there were no chapter headings and that it's just fusul just chapters so it's very concise very like abridged but for an average person this is going to be this a like, game changer I generally think it'll be a way that you can like find love in and also when he mentions fusul or chapters it's it's gonna it's obviously obviously telling us that it's in chronological order yeah yeah, it's chronological order as well it's this thing is unbelievable this thing is 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 wonderful and there's a speci- specific thing about the battles of the prophets so we gotta can't do the review today it has to be next week you almost did anyway it's another story uh um ahmed asks sheikh are we, are we getting the illustri- illustrious woman of islam back okay. In stock soon? okay 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 no news about that right we are definitely getting that back in, inshallah. And that's that a book is, you've mentioned before on the show. We've done that. We've the done podcast. the review of that one. I think it was like first, that's the first one that we did. That book is unbelievable. But news, like... Oh, like Breaking news, yeah. Breaking. Tech we man, are wake getting, up and put something on there. We like, are getting, inshallah... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's still asleep. Where is oh, he? Don't, don't do that to me, bro. If yeah, he's not, we got the wave, mate. We got the wave. It's all right, mate. <laughs> You're okay, Jimmy. I love that guy. He is the best. Without him, this place is just not the same. I think so. For that, yeah, bro. Without you, there's no radio. I'm only joking. Okay, now, so illustrious woman. That book is unbelievable because what? For anyone who doesn't know, there's a book called The Noble Life of the Illustrious Woman or something like that. 
Um, but the, the, the thing that puts it as being an amazing book is because it's taken from two books, Sir Alam al-Nubala and Kitab al-Isaba by Imam Hafiz ibn Hajar and Imam al-Dhahabi rahimahullah. Unbelievable book, right? So those two books are great in history. One is specific to the companions, one specific to all of his history. And if you look at that book, right? So if you take the best of both of them, you've got something that's amazing, which is why that book is amazing. So what they've done is they've actually finished and published the illustrious men. And that's going to be a game changer for history because the companions, and it's like, it's a massive book. I've got a copy. Uh, I, I, do I have a copy? I don't know if I have a copy yet. But, Sheikh Nidal, I'm talking yes. about this book, this big, bro. Sheikh, I'm a, that big. And it's hardcover. It is expensive. I've seen the price. Ooh, it's scary. But it's an encyclopedia. It's an encyclopedia of the names of the companions and their lives. So, yes, the woman is coming back, but also the men are coming as well. I think that's the why the, the sister here, did, our brother here, Abdullah, says, didn't Ustaz Farhan say that the book about the male Sahaba was being published in Dar es Salaam? Is that no, what he's referring it's, to? It's no, not, it's not published by Dar es Salaam. It's actually, I think it's by Hikmah Pubs or Authentic Statements or one of the ones in America. That's, that's where it's coming from, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, America. And um, America, and um, so inshallah, when that comes in, we'd be the we're gonna be we're gonna have it in our, in our store, and that's gonna be a review one straight away, straight away, Sheikh. That's gonna be amazing. Got a I salam, salam from Mustaz Abdul Ghani Al Baf. Give Mashallah, you salam. Barakallah, uh, Also, some comments. We need to put some effort in and learn Arabic, and you get access to all the primary source material. Hundred percent. We've said that many times. Uh, we try to motivate our brothers and sisters to learn Arabic so you can access. Yeah, I'm doing an Arabic course to teach Arabic. I got some of my students on here as well. Uh, they're, they're watching live. Good brothers, mashallah, good sisters. What's your account again? So if someone wants to um, follow. Farhan bin Rafir. Um, so just my name. It's Insta? On Instagram, yeah. The, but some of the brothers were saying salam. So alaikum salam, guys. Excellent. Um, now, uh, the Sheikh did mention previous episode. This is uh, episode. This is our seventh episode. Uh, for those watching on YouTube and Facebook, it's in the description or in the comments. You can just click on and watch all the previous programs. And there is a book review uh, short clips as well where mm -hmm. you can watch certain books we've reviewed. Uh, excellent. Sheikh, take questions or let's get into the topic. Just, one more question. I just, okay. I'm just curious. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Best of seer book and affordable to get, please. And welcome um, and welcome to mention a few. Jazakallah khairan. Uh, in English, I think they're referring okay, so to English or Arabic. Let us know. I think it's English. In English, the best tafsir that's oh, this is going order. The best tafsir that's available currently in English is tafsir of Saudi for any person, regardless of your level. But you mentioned affordable here. I know. I said the best. I didn't say affordable. Okay, <laughs> I said the best. Yes. I'm, I'm marking. I'm watching my words. So the best tafsir. It's in. It's in twenty. Uh, it's in ten volumes. Massive, but the price tag is massive. But for a reason, right? It's ten volumes. It's yellow pages. It's so beautiful to look at. The layout is amazing. If you compare it to the Tafsir ibn Kathir that was published like 20 years ago, but that Tafsir ibn Kathir, if someone can stay sabr with it, bro, you, you need a reward by itself. It, it, does, need it, it does need it. Need need that needs a, a massive update because yeah. the actual layout of it is like, it gives you like, it makes you, it puts you in circles, bro. It's I mean, like, well, what's going on? How do I find this verse? So, I genuinely think Tafsir al-Saadi is just such a breath of fresh air. Uh, they it's want so, both. Both, okay. to both. Arabic and English? Yeah. Oh, so it still sits, right? So Tafsir Saadi is probably my first pick. In Arabic, Tafsir al-Jalalain, we've actually gone through this, what to do. Uh, Tafsir al-Jalalain. That's right, yes. We, we actually went through it earlier. I think episode one or two? One or two, yeah. Tafsir al-Jalalain um, is probably the first point, but I generally think just go straight to Tafsir al-Saadi. If you're intermediate Arabic, you'd be fine with it. You'll be fine. And the aim of Tafsir al-Saadi, he says in his introduction, I'm just giving you the verse. I'm giving you the meaning of the verse. I'm not giving you all the hadiths that are about it. I'm not giving you asbab and nuzul reasons of revelation. I'm not giving you whether it's Makki, Madani, none of that. I'm just telling you how you're supposed to understand this verse. And that's exactly what we need right now. We just need to go through the Quran like that. That's the first thing. But in affordability, then they've actually published a four-volume edition, which is like 260 bucks. Yeah, still pretty pricey. Same publisher, is it? No, different publisher. This is the same guys that have done Sahih International Quran. They've okay. actually gone and done the thing. I haven't looked at that translation. I don't know it. I can't put my thing on it, but it's affordable. <laughs> okay, then the, the one that's more affordable. Now we're going into the 30 bucks, right? 
Actually, for, uh, we'll go in between. 49. Individual volumes. Individual volume. The Noble Quran, Muhsin Khan, Taqiddin Hilali is the only tafsir cover to cover every single verse where you can get in the brackets and in the footnotes abbreviated tafsir. Summarized tafsir. We, and we spoke about, we spoke that, about that in previously. the beginning. Then after that, it's tafsir of different suwar. Tafsir of different chapters. So you can get, for instance, the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha published by Darus Sunnah. And it's called um, Surah Al-Fatiha Spiritual... Spirit, um, it's called Tafsir... Spiritual Cure. Spiritual Cure. Spiritual Cure. That is wonderful because it goes through similar to what we did in, 15, in 13 weeks. It goes through um, Qurtuwi, Baghawi, Tabari, Zmakhshari, Ibn Kathir. He goes through like different tafsir and it's a perfect entry point to tafsir. Once you finish with that, they've actually published another one called In the Light of the Quran or something like that, where it's about الكافرون, أحد, two surahs that everyone wants to read for every salah that they pretty much want to do, which is unfortunate. But because everyone knows ahad, it's very important to know the understanding of ahad. So that one, I'm pretty sure it's called 100%. In the Light of the Quran. Then once you finish that, then you can get the lessons from Surah Yusuf, or the, it's Surah Al-Kahf, sorry, for instance. The tafsir is Surah Al-Kahf by Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah. Printed, published, all done. Then you can get يعني, of Surah Yusuf. That one is by Imam Al-Sa'di, rahimahullah. It's out of print, so you have to get a PDF of that one because I don't know what happened to the publisher, D.U. Sunnah. Um, tried to find it a bunch of times, couldn't find it. But yeah, the, the chap from Surah Yusuf um, is a very good one. And then Sheikh Bilal Phillips, Hafidahullah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see this man. Wallahi, he is like an mm-hmm. ayah min ayatillah. He's, يعني, this guy is unbelievable. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect him, give him a long life, give him safety, health, whatever he needs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give it to him in this world and the next. Mm-hmm. Now, He's got tafsir of different chapters. He's got of Surah Hujurat. He's got of, you know, he's got chapters. Bayin, I think uh, well, he's got it? a bunch. He's got Smaller actually. One. No, no, no. He's got a bunch, but we haven't brought it because no one buys it. Let's just be honest, right? It's uh, We've tried to bring it. We've just got stocks still sitting in the, from the first batch of Surah Hujurat and like other surah as well. Um, but that one I'm sure you can find online. You know what I mean? I'm sure you can find it online as a PDF, right? I don't believe in PDFs, but. Uh, that's one. That's a whole other can of worms. Now we got to discuss that one. That day. we have one day. Oh, that's how massive. Because I know Sheikh Faiz dropped it over here as well. They said no. For people. and against, we have to be just. Yeah, yeah I, I believe in people's time and their effort and their work. But anyway, um, that's one thing. But obviously, the dean is no copyright on dean. But anyways, now um, the the other issue, uh, the other books that you can get then after that is like books about tafsir. So the introduction of tafsir by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, the muqaddimah, that was uh, explained by Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah, that's printed by Al-Hidayah, published, available, go get that. There's another book that if you come see us at the shop, I'll tell you about, but I'm not going to ever say that live on radio until we actually do a proper thing. It's a book that's about $45, I believe, off the top of my head. It's hardcover, it's published by Al-Hidayah, it's written by someone who is a bit, how's it going? Um, and that one is probably one of the best books in in Ulum Al Quran. Excellent. Um, but yeah, we're not going to do that. His name is Yasser Qadi. Like, why? Do you, why do oh, you I say thought we're not dropping names. You know what I mean? His yeah. name is Yasser Okay, Qadi. so yeah, he's, Allah, yeah, he's got one of the best books in Usul Al Tafsir. I don't recommend anyone reading anything that he's published recently. I just, I'm just being honest. I don't. Um, his old books are gold, gold. We learned Al Tawheed and Aqidah, and we that was one of the first books that I studied. Um, uh, with the Jibali series and stuff like that. So he's got wonderful books. That, that's going to get us in trouble, bro. That's going to get us in trouble. But um, he's got some wonderful works, right? His old stuff. I, the new stuff, I'd say we got to be very, very careful. But he's got the um, his book on tafsir. was the science of, what was it called? An Introduction to the Science of the Quran, right? Sheikh Nilad, Introduction to the Science of the Quran. Is that the title of Sheikh Yasser's book yeah, I presume yeah. so. introduction of, of the science of the Quran and this book is is good it's good it's like wow it's it's a very important book to read for a beginner level tafsir and I think that's 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 once you finish that then you should save up and get the tafsir Saadi um, and for the Arabic Jalalain then Ibn Kathir then if you finish that you're a tank mashallah alayk but if you finish that then tafsir Tabari uh, Qurtubi and then Tabari Tabari is like the last because it's very difficult to read. Very difficult to read. Excellent. Sheikh, we still got some questions. Yalla, please. In. What do you advise to study in Mustalah from beginning to advanced? Mustalah al-Hadith. and Nahu and Sarf and all of these, I genuinely think you need to start learning Arabic. That is a science that should and be done study with Arabic. the Sheikh, yeah. I genuinely think study that with an... With, because 
you're learning about a science that you can only technically uh, access the knowledge and stuff like that and the books that you need to apply that knowledge in Arabic. It has not been translated and I hope it never gets translated because that's a science that needs to stay in Arabic because many of the sciences are to be pretty frank even Usul al-Fiqh for example. Usul al-Fiqh and that's what I'm saying all these alat all the, the, the ways to get um, to certain fields Usul al-Fiqh Usul al-Hadith Nahu Sarf Balagha Mantiq all of these types of subjects that are very important and integral they should not be studied in English in any way shape or form I genuinely think just because it's one I think you're wasting your time because like if uh, I don't want to I don't want to get into that too much but um, like for instance if you know something is like you have to find if someone is da'if right if you have to find that someone is if you're going to go through the chain of narration let's just take ilm al-hadith the mustalah al-hadith that he's asking right yes so I have to get the first step I have to do just bare minimum is I have to write down the entire isnad I have to look down the isnad that I have. He said that 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 he said. Nabi Sallallahu said. I have to look at this line. Sometimes it could be 15 people. Sometimes it could be more. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's like six, seven people in the average, right? So now I have to look at every individual. How do I find out about this individual? I have to go to two. Generally speaking, if you want to do the shortcut, taqrib, and you have to go to Mizan al-Itidal. Taqrib. That from Hafiz ibn Hajar and the other one from Imam al-Zahabi rahimahullah you got to go through these two books Mizan al-Itidal and Taqrib now that book is never going to be translated never because then I have to find what did these two scholars say about this individual that exists here right no. if they are upon the same verdict then generally speaking you don't have to do any more information generally speaking then you say okay done no problems then you go to the next narrator then you find and sometimes the narrator is Abdullah how many Abdullahs have lived in the history of the t- of time? You know what I mean? Like Abdullah is a very common name. So you have to find if this Abdullah is mentioned, the name that comes after, who did he take it from? That's how we find out who this Abdullah was. Then because we can get a time estimation because this, this student, uh, this person only had three Abdullahs as his student. These books to find all this out has not been translated. It's, 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 that's just far-fetched that that will be translated. So to actually apply and implement Mustalah al-Hadith, I, I just don't know how you're going to do it. You don't know I mean, how would you actually practically do Takhrij? They have translated Al-Baykuniyah, But it's important, look, I think the only thing that you, you can need benefit from that is like understanding that Sahih has different types. That Sahih goes to Hassan as well. Naam. And then after that, there's a thing that's even weaker than that. Right? Then you go, when you go into Hassan li dhati, Hassan li ghayri, that's which is strong by itself or needs supporting and corroborating evidences. Oh. evidences. Then you know that da'if is not all the same as well. Right? Something that's completely fabricated isn't something that's a little bit weak. And then you have to understand the differences of the actual type of uh, da'af in different fields. Some people, like Imam Ahmed rahimahullah said, لَمَّا رَوَيْنَا فِي الْحَلَالِ وَالْحَرَامِ تَشَدَّدْنَا when we started narrating about halal and haram, uh, we made our like the principles very, very strong. Uh, and for fada'il tasahalna, right? And when we started narrating about the fada'il tasahalna, and then, then it goes into a different thing that that didn't mean extremely weak. Like something that has no asal. I no. just make up a hadith right now and say it doesn't contradict it something. It doesn't contradict. Than it, yeah. There's a whole bunch of like, if yeah. someone wants to read that as like, let me just know about the science. Let me just get some background knowledge on the science. Yeah, but if you think you're going to actually practically implement it it could be yes you can ask questions um but if you want to practically implement stuff then it's going to be you got to be very careful bring on the questions dear brothers and sisters uh, brother ali says jazakallah khair for all this information now um subhanallah al-azim uh, is something that that you know we all like reading about but many a times the brothers we've we've for some reason, I received this question a few times, yeah. and that's regarding you know should we start with Quran or start with Sirah, you know, and and you know this is something that maybe you touch upon again. Yeah. So, why are we so rigid with our time? Hundred percent. Why, like Sheikh Abu Bakr mentioned this on his podcast when he came here, yes, he said like, why do you think you can only touch the Quran one time a day? You know what I mean? That after the one time, you're no longer allowed to touch this Quran. That once the Quran is up on the shelf. It's up on the shelf. You know what I mean? Like, I cannot touch it. I, God forbid I touch that Quran two times in one day. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to be so rigid. So, you can have a time that you study Quran in a day. And there shouldn't be a day of a Muslim where he does not read some Quran. Wallahi, it's a shame. Right? Your day is just going to be... 
just so much worse when you don't touch upon the Quran. That's the first thing. The no. second thing is that when you have the Quran, right, and you're revising and you're memorizing whatever your your relationship with the Quran that you're doing, right? That's one segment of your day. Why can't you read something else after that? You know, you should have. I genuinely, I'm on the thing that you should read one book, finish it. Don't be like reading nine books like me. Don't do it because it takes ages to finish a book, and you don't get that satisfaction of finishing a book. You know what I mean? That finishing a book satisfaction is different. It hits different. I've tried both approaches. Which one do you like? Be honest. Still a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Still figuring it out. Uh, what I used to do actually is have. Uh, Should like, I say uh, how many kids they like, like, like a pro like a program? No comment. Like a program like Mondays I'll have you know. Uh, Aqidah, Tuesday, I have like a Wednesday seal. That's how my life is planning out now. You know, But I do like that approach which you mentioned. Like you got your Quran, you're memorizing, you're yeah. reading. That's a daily thing. That's after Fajr. Should not leave That's that. after Fajr. Just gets that. And as you know, since Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with the ability to be able to teach and mm-hmm. you know have classes, we're preparing for that. Yeah. So that sort of, yeah. it's I believe it's a blessing. It is. It's and for many, we don't see it till later. Yeah. Many of the brothers and sisters who were in teaching positions and then stopped. Yeah. Didn't they only stop teaching, they stopped actually studying and mm-hmm. revising, and they regret the day they stopped teaching. That's another story for another day. But I, I do like the approach of having a book and finishing it yeah. as well. But we always underline the fact that you should attend structured lessons and courses oh, and study the books that you're learning and studying there with the sheikh. Have do, do some extra reading at home, some, have some extra material. And this is something that we always discuss. You know, I'm studying Al-Fusul in Sira. Yeah. What's some supporting you know, material that I can have? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm excited about Al-Fusul, because yeah. I'm teaching Al-Juza and Mi'iyya. Yeah. And as you know, some have said yeah. that Al-Juza is actually a summary, summary of, it, yeah. of Al-Fusul, yeah. because Ibn Abi al-Azal Hanafi mm-hmm. is a student of Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah. You know, the funniest thing that happened to me in Ramadan, Someone had the audacity. He was in. He was trying to ha- trying to have a debate with me, and he was like, "Ibn Abil Aziz is unknown," and he's basically got his people mixed up. It was just the funniest thing. There's people just talking about authors as if they know them and stuff like that. It's very very important to know who your author is. Hundred percent, right? And know the teachers about of the author and the students of the author, and to know the name of your author when your author died, when he yani when he was alive. What what what's been said about your author? This author that you're reading. So that's like some of the books today. That's scary. Wallahi. It's scary. They have no authors written on it. It's no author is written on the book. And that's the freakiest thing. Or, or they put a kunya, Ibn Fulan. I don't know who you are, lad. Like, <laughs> I don't know who you are, right? I'm not going to mention something or Abu something, right? Yeah. Like, there's no actual way to trace who this person is um, unless he's like Insta famous or something like that or Facebook famous or TikTok famous. But it's like, yeah, very, very scary. So know your authors and know. <laughs> Very, very important. So, so going back to that, exactly what you were saying is that, you know, it shouldn't be separate. Yeah, yeah Continue your study of the Quran. One uh, Tawheed of Allah is always the most important thing. Learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I always advise, you know, the brothers and sisters, uh, every year, don't, don't let a year go past when you don't read something about the Prophet Yeah. A book about the Prophet Look, You've been pretty sustainable, sustained on that. Like, you've been pretty, like... That's something you've been on hard for a while. Yes. For and, a while. There hasn't I, been a year that you haven't like got a new book in Sira. Uh, multiple. Uh, yeah, plural, <laughs> I think. Plural. Books. MashaAllah. Oh, it was a habit of mine for a while since yeah. you know you brought it up that I would buy everything that comes down in Sira. Yeah. But before it was a slow yeah. it was a slow purchase. Now Lama Badek, there's a lot of stuff dropping and every time I go to the bookstore there's a new book on Sira. Yeah. It's not, you it's know, not my so book. back then we were basically we had the sealed nectar which is one of the best books on Sira, but it's not the best translation in the world, as you know. Yeah, it's pretty and when the moon split, which is you know a lot simpler yeah. than than the, the Sud Nectar, and the Arabic can be the English can be improved as well. Yeah, okay. But it's 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 a lot better now. Allahumma barik. There's books upon books in in yeah. the Sira of the Prophet Sallallahu in the English language uh, that are available. So mm-hmm. we advise is, is start with one simple one. Yeah. Uh, with your reading of the Quran, and and really we always say, and you know, this is a disclaimer. To, you know, we don't want people to think that we're encouraging people reading read without study or self-study. Yeah. No, we are always saying that you should go and study with the mashayikh, with the students of knowledge. Need to need, this is the best way. Yeah. And reading helps. Mm-hmm. Reading helps. Study what you're, what you're, what you're studying. Uh, read what you're studying. Go mm-hmm. over it. Have a, have a library. And continue your path of seeking knowledge by studying and reading. Yeah. Uh, one of the brothers here says that this is uh, there is overload of information on the internet. It's a massive distraction. One million percent, like bro. 
I use for Quran, like I use my Tartil AI app, which is pretty amazing. I use that for my revision. Like I'll read into it and this app basically picks up my mistakes without me having to rely on someone else who might be like, either might be good or not, like might be reliable, unreliable, but my phone being there present um, is pretty reliable. So I love this app, but every single time without fail, I'll go, oh, let me open my Tartil AI app. I've gone to my messages. I've gone to, I'll get a message. Yeah, I'll get a call. I get, it's a massive distraction. So you're just the phone in general is like, um, I'll just, you know, if you, just, I, I usually now when I do anything, I just have my phone on airplane mode. So I don't get a call. I, I don't get messages. Put another room. What do you reckon? That's what I try to do sometimes. It works. Just having it around. No, but like I actually use my phone for other apps and stuff like that. Like the Sun- Jamir Sunnah app, for instance, like Jamir Kutub Tisa. Um, the nine books of hadith in one app like it's like just, uh, the the help that that is for me unbelievable um so i actually need my phone for quite important things um but then as soon as i take it off airplane mode it's just like i get bombarded from like every angle i have like over 150 like whatsapp messages i haven't opened yet like just absolutely enough and the messages that i have so it's just it's just so much i just get really over, overwhelmed sometimes but um, the the internet is bad, but your own socials could be really worse. Like it's people that you know that you can't avoid, and it's people that know that oh, sheikh's online, and I could be recording a, a message that's really important, and then someone calls me during that message. That's the worst feeling when that recording goes down the drain, and you don't know what you've listened to. It's like it could be a six minute recording. Yeah, no, I I hate technology right now. It's so bad, but alhamdulillah. It has to be a balance and use it in the, in the right yeah. way. And, and I believe you do need to switch off. Really? Airplane mode. Turn but like, off. I actually need my. Maybe ha- have it on your tablet. That's your, what I. That was the your, alternative. Your, that was your, the alternative. Your laptop. But then, like, it's. I. I actually, my laptop that I actually type in, it's not connected to the internet for this reason. It's called air gap. It's an air gapped computer, so no one can get in my computer. Inshallah, that's one thing. All my things are like safe from viruses or whatever it is. So my computer just does not get connected to the internet. This one here that I have here. Um. So I type with it. I. I just write my lessons now on this computer and alhamdulillah it just that's the only thing that's alhamdulillah that's saved but with the tablet I was thinking about that to do that so let's see how we go inshallah Shaka, any questions you have on the Instagram I have here? no clue I don't know how to use this for some of have gone live maybe so. just scroll down um, yeah no um, where can we ask questions <laughs> just, just there's a comment section below I'm pretty comment sure comment section right um, there right there inshallah um, but yeah I'm not going to scroll up there's too many too many joined thingies um, but if anyone wants to ask a question, I know I saw that online. You you, rev, you know you revised um, how to keep away from sins for Abu Al Qayyim. Yeah, that's, maybe, that's, maybe a bit about that. And we got asked about it. And actually, it's, it's Subhanallah. When I saw you do that video, yeah. you know, I actually went over that book in Ramadan really? on, on Al Bayan Radio. Really, in twenty four small recordings. How was that? How did and you I find recorded the book? it? I found it good. I find it very. It's uh, it, the way that I can explain that book is it's a book that I wish kept going. Yeah. I just wish that just the Shah gives 20 tips on how to escape sins. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, inshallah, we'll share the link once again. We, yeah. we, we shared it last time. And I found it good because what I tried to do, although they put the matter and the, the text at the back of the book, I yeah. read I read the text first. First, all yeah, the yeah, time. Of course. Every time. That's, every, that's a good um, And then I would, you know, benefit from the, yeah. the, the commentary of Sheikh Abdul Razak al Badr. And the translation. Uh, and the translation is quite good. Quite quick, quite good. So that's a good book. Yeah. Pretty cheap as well. Yeah. Uh, I advise every brother and sister because. You know, we all fall into sin, and this is one of the gives you tips on how to escape sins. That's like the most common question, Sheikh. How do I get away from sin? How do I get away from sin? That's why it's one of the most books, most common books we've been um we've been actually recommending. Really? Yeah. Mashallah. It's 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 unbelievable. Book. It's a very very important book. It's it's good. It's quick. You get that satisfaction. I'm all about people getting the satisfaction of finishing a book urgently, because once you get that finish that that book, I just finished this book. Wallahi, once you have that feeling, there's no high better. Like I like in like a, other than the prayer, other than the Quran, I, I'm saying like there is just this high that you get on when you finish a book and you say, "I just finished the book, I just finished a cover to cover book," and it could be like that could be a big thing for someone, right? Like I remember the first time I finished the book, that was amazing. What a feeling! And I've been replicate trying to just replicate that just over and over again, and just that feeling of I've done this and then going over it then and then just getting more and more benefits because I'm I'm a big believer in reading a book three times. And there is a book that I, that I actually liked, yep. but we haven't gone over it completely. And I wanted to ask you a view about it. I've actually heard the Sheikh online. Um, I think he's from Canada. Dr. Ali. I'm not, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I don't know if it's Al-Bayrouti. 
Al I don't know. Anyway, he's got a book called This Is Love. I don't I don't touch I look English books like that, I yeah. don't that's just um, and he's got I think he had another book about the heart. Heart therapy. And they were quite good. That's the one I actually went over. So yeah, the heart one I see, actually quite like, liked it. So see the heart therapy one, like I can look at it and I can look at it like I haven't gone through cover to cover, I've just looked parts of, of that book. Yes. Um but I can say like Okay, from what I saw, it looks okay. It looks fine. Um, just fawaid from various scholars of the past on different ahadith, and it's all about just fixing your heart and your state I of spirituality. Like it's a nice presentation, right? So, And it's been very, very popular with like a lot of brothers, especially, um, and a lot of sisters too, to be honest. No. Um, so I, I, do, I do recommend that. In a, like, but for me, I'm a person who likes classical texts. I'm a person who, give me a person who's like 700 years old. Give me a person who's like 900 years old. Give me a person even older. I'm all about that grind from back in the day. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. I haven't gone into the, this is the love one, the other one, but no doubt they all benefit from who else? 100%, Ibn Qayyim. 100%, for sure. 100% they do. But I want to read from Ibn Qayyim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want someone quoting Ibn Qayyim for me. I want to read Ibn Qayyim. That's why I'm going through that with Dua, right? The disease and the cure. Um, I want to read. Friday night to ASWJ Auburn after a show. <laughs> there's the plug right there for you. Um, so I genuinely think, you know, there's so much to do, but uh, I'm more of, I don't like the way things are going in English publication. Uh, not very promising to me in the sense. Where, in what way? Um, we have a bunch of unknown people writing a bunch of very, very famous books now. And that's very, very scary. We don't know who they've studied. We don't know where they've raised. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know where they've got the test gears from. Writing a book, you know, when the printing press first came out, the first fatwa that came out about the printing press was it is haram to print. Why? Because people, the scholars of Istanbul said, this was like back in the day, Ottoman period. They said that when the printing press came out, we are scared that people will read a book without the understanding of their sheikh. So we, and the first fatwa that came out, gone, right? And so now people can publish a book. You could be an absolute dropkick and you could be like, I'm being serious, right? You're like your actual dropkick and you're writing a book, how to fix your life. And your life is in tatters. Like, well, no one needs like tips from you that I'm sorry, but is this true? Some people just need a dose of reality. I want to write a book. Where can I get it published? Well, who are you to write a book? But anyways. No doubt. We should know who we're reading for. 100%. Because this religion is, is you know. Is, is 100%. This knowledge is religion. Fanvuru, look at who you are taking your deen from. This is a statement of Ibn Sirin, one of the great students of Abu Hurairah. This is deen. You can't just running a. M- uh, anyways, that was a trigger. That was a, that was a, that was a trigger for me. I'm sorry, but so we're getting like that's how and books are just getting famous on TikTok, right? And they're just running a muck with it. And it's like when you go and look at the book, it's filled and riddled with kufri ideas. And like yeah. straight up, it's there's something just straight deviancy. It's like, bro, how is this famous? Because it's got a mad cover. I doubt that people have read these books, bro. But it's just they get on the, the bandwagons like, oh, this is the book that changed my life. No, I didn't, bro. You haven't read it. <laughs> Let's be honest, bro. Um, I gotta follow. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> there's a question here. Uh, what books would you recommend after the other Salihin? So I, I'm a person who thinks that you need to read a book in every science. In every science. So, like, if you finish a book like Riyadh Salihin, wow, props to you. Wow, that's a, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, that's an achievement. I'm going through Riyadh Salihin. We're on, like, lesson 30 and we're on chapter 3. We're not going to finish that book anytime soon. So, that one there, um, if you finish that in Hadith, we, like, wow, mashallah. And then the next thing I would do would be a book in Sira Because a lot of the Hadith, you've already, like, you'll see it in the Sira Like, you'll see it come up. So I would take a book in Sirah, then after that a book in Aqeedah, then after that a book in Usul al-Tafsir, then after that a book in Fiqh, after that like actual, have it mapped out, that these are the, these are the fields that I need to do, right? I'm, I didn't say that in any particular order because Aqeedah should be the most important thing that you read. No doubt. But um, like I would generally say have the field mapped out and this is what I do for a lot of people who come to me sometimes. I'll be like, okay, write down whatever you've written, whatever you've read, write it down for me. So I know what you've read. And then come back and then we'll go through what you've read and we'll see where's the khalal, what have you missed, what subject don't you have. So like some people come back, it's like I've read all the books of Aqeedah. Okay, how's your adab, Habibi? How's your adab? How's your etiquettes? How's your manners? Right, so then adab al-mufrad will be next up. Do you know what I mean? Like, So I look at like what comes and then what comes next. So I genuinely think um, a 
a book in every science is very very important that's really really good to have a systematic approach that like a book in aqidah a book in fiqh a book in hadith a book in seerah a book in tazkiyah a book in and keep going and then once you finish that then there are levels of each of those subjects right so once you finish one thing there's another thing to go through so inshallah that will help like to keep it systematic inshallah will be really helpful excellent and obviously you know know the author as the sheikh was mentioning it's very important to know who the author is and uh, we should not read for people we don't know who they are and 100%. just leave our you know religion like a mystery who's the mystery author here what's his manhaj yeah, like what's his aqidah if you, aqid, uh, if what's you read upon, about you know? the stories of the past <coughs> stories of the past you slid, people you just slid back into perfectly there you know that huh that was gold thanks bro <coughs> <coughs> uh, during covid this became like second home i don't that's know right. this, we you know your way around here we recorded like every second day of covid over here it was for like a month me and umar were running amok over here anyways so um can you provide a map for stages example yes we definitely could that's something that we can definitely do but the the um the thing like if we look at the stories of the salaf and we look at the stories of the past they used to get tazkiyas from the mashayikh where they're allowed to teach and then they'd present their books to the ulama and the ulama would tell them okay now this is okay to do it this is okay to do it. you know what i mean so now it's just this self publishing like anyone can publish a book of amazon now like you just don't have to do anything just yalla self publish and it's very very dangerous you know and but at the end of the day like is it's there's a lot of problems um what's a good book on tazkia i generally think it's dawa i love that book for tazkia that's that's it's literally called ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah is called tabib al-qalb the doctor the spiritual Everyone's doctor gonna, uh, the doctor of the heart you know the other books are really benefiting from everyone him. after that has been taking from him L- like, like the book we mentioned for dr ali uh, mm-hmm. heart therapy a lot of it similar and i'm gonna throw it out there uh, the purification of the soul for sheikh jamal al-din zarabaza if it's even in print anymore do you remember that I have a copy. I have a copy too. I think I have a copy. Back in the day, yeah. Oh, Al-Bashir. It might have been the old publishers. Al-Bashir Publishing. Al-Bashir Publishing. Have they ever even reprinted that? No. That was a gold book. And there's one for... And the English in that. Dr. Ahmed Farid. Purification of the Soul as well. Yes. Single volume. I am... Sheikh Jalal likes that one. Sheikh Jalal Shami. Shout out to him. He likes teaching it. He loves Sheikh Ahmed Farid's one. And everyone, like, there's a certain group of Medina students that love that book. Um, Sheikh Ahmed Farid's book. Egyptian Sheikh, yeah. for those who don't know. But uh, Tazkiyat al straight up, there's no better book than, like, I generally think, uh, the Quran, first and foremost. Yeah, that's going to be... That's pure, a given. The Quran given. Is, is number one in everything. Then the Sunnah, then, like, other stuff. Uh, but, like, if you want something that's going to talk to your heart, that would do it. I love that book. And I just go over it. Once I finish, I just go over it. In print, it. available? Available, currently sold out. We've gone through copies of that, man. We're coming in again. Um, same time as all the other hectic books from America. Uh, we've ordered a whole bunch of copies. That one's coming from Hikma Publications in Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure. Good translation. Unbelievable. Don't get the Dar Salaam one from the UK, Dar Salaam London. Yeah, there was another one. I was going to ask you about shocking. that. shocking. And then don't shocking. get, don't, don't, just so bad. And don't get the Dar Kutub Ilmiya print. Horrible print. That's, wow, so oh, bad. That's that's, I, I literally told someone today that it's better to ho- put their books as a coaster than rather, rather than a book. Like as a, you know where you put your tea? It's better to put the Dar Kutub Alniya books as that. I reckon, in my humble opinion, yeah, I'm entitled to opinion. But the they, English they, books. They do have Quran and Hadith No, the in English there. books. The English books. Well, they don't have Quran and Hadith in there? It's like translations, but it's misrepresented and mistranslated even the ayat Still have Quran. to respect it. Come on. All right, yeah, okay. Okay, it was just like, it was... I know what you mean by it, but still. What uh, do you think? Can someone write a name on the disease and the cure? The disease and the cure. I know, but it's just it's. it's we a share metaphor. the same opinion about that. Yeah, it's a, it's an exaggeration. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I don't actually mean use it as a teapot or something. Um, but uh, I generally think the dar kutub al You feel like a tea? Maybe some tea. Calm me down a bit. <coughs> I thought that was off. Off. Oh, on it. Why not? Um, so with the other question about the um the the map. I actually got that written for me by a sheikh. Map of? Can we just repeat the that? map? Like the map of what to study in different sciences yes. and different things. I had that written for me by one of my sheikhs. It, yeah, d- it yeah. does depend, but if like for the brothers and sisters out there, if you can read and study Arabic and who you have access to from the sheikh yeah. or the man, students of knowledge. You know if you were in Medina, for those brothers asking where the sheikh has studied, he, he studied in Medina. He's, not, he's a graduate of the Islamic uh, Medina, uh, Islamic University of Medina in the faculty of Dawa, was it? Faculty of Hadith, bro. Don't do or me like that. Oh. <laughs> That's that. That was intended. Because oh, um, oh. for those who don't know, amongst the unis, the actual faculties they go at it. 
So I've actually been there amongst the brothers who studied in this faculty, like the fiqh or sharia, as they call it, and and, uh, and hadith. And this is where they go at it, what's more beneficial to study, and we did this, we did that, and and that's another story for another day. Okay, so um, I I had that, so I asked the sheikh like the same thing, because I was like in the process of going back to Australia, and then basically I talked to my sheikh, uh, one of my sheikhs, uh, Sheikh Uzair Shams, Rahimahullah, who passed away very, very recently. Mm-hmm. He was one of my dad's like best friends as well. He was a sheikh in Mecca and he was يعني, the mashayikh of knowledge. They used to say that he was the most knowledgeable person of the writings of Sheikh Islam and Taymiyyah to the point where yes. he was showing me pictures. He was like, this person, this page was written in the handwriting of the sheikh after he went to prison in this place in this time. He wrote this in the beginning of. He used to know from his handwriting, and the thing about Sheikh Hussam and his handwriting was that he had messy handwriting, right? So he was able to know not just where he wrote it, when he wrote it, and what it said. And he, that this is written in his hand. So he used to go, and it was like a random, you know, those um, PDF um, websites, like those PDF. Like he was just pulling PDFs like that of manuscripts. And he's like, this is what Sheikh Hussam wrote. This, this hasn't been published yet. This hasn't been published yet. This hasn't been published. He was an, a gem. He was unbelievable. He was a graduate from Jamia Sadafiya. Then he went to, like he studied like extensively, right? He went to, um, he ended up at Umm Al-Qura. I'm pretty sure he did a stint in Jamia Samiya. It's like a tank, mashallah. And he passed away very, very recently. Um, and it was sudden. He was he was t- talking to students that came, had just come to Medina, to, to Mecca, and he was giving them nasiha. And he just... Yeah, sudden death, subhanAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive his sins, Ya Rab. Um, But he wrote for me a proper barnamaj in his own handwriting. He wrote it down for me of every field in Islamic studies. And I'm not going to, I don't share that one out. It's like, not yet, until I scratch everyone off the book. It's just, it's like, it's something, a lot of people have asked me for it. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was meant for me. It was a tailored program. I've seen other maps from other students and seen what they recommended. It was a tailored thing for me. It's all in Arabic. It was all about um, yeah, about Arabic books and what to study in every field. It depends on the tools and abilities that you have. As exactly. A, as a so it's not. I genuinely think it won't be applicable to anyone else that I give it to from the English study because they, the books aren't translated, so you can't really do anything about it. You know what I mean? But it was like he's. I've found a lot of barakah in that page in the sense where I've been following that program and it's just been. It's been pretty good. I just recently I started it again um, with certain subjects and alhamdulillah it's just going all right. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh Rafi, you know, we, I mean, Sheikh Farhan, Sheikh Rafi is his dad. Done it a few times. <laughs> Sheikh Farhan, we can speak all night about books. Any other questions? Do you, do you have any, any more? Um, not gatekeeping. Can't over it down. Gatekeeping. I like it. Um, astaghfirullah. Uh, can we, uh, yeah, I, I'm just done. I can't pull it right. It's, it's, it should be fine. Uh, I don't think if I miss a question, you can write it out again. Inshallah, uh, we'll, we'll open up the the time for questioning next time. Uh, do you have any final comments before we wrap it up? Next week is going to be a goodie. Inshallah. Inshallah, ya Rab. If Allah subhanahu wa taala gives us life, I'm nearly finished with the book. Um, I think it's good. We have to come up with a way where we don't um. And so the brothers and sisters don't ask about the same books all the time or the same questions because there were there was a lot of repetitive questions. We yeah. don't mind asking, but we'd like to you know maybe address different yeah, yeah. questions. Um, maybe um, we'll have a summary before we start next time and just tell them what we've gone over. I'll take care of that. I reckon. Inshallah. I reckon. Yeah. Just put put the list out. Already done. Already done. Already done. Yeah. And refer back to it. It's all in there. In, in whoever's watching on YouTube, if you go to the description, mm. the links to all the programs are there. Mm-hmm. Previous one link to the previous play, whole playlist. There's it's on SoundCloud as well, the whole playlist as well, um, and on Facebook there. So we'll be back, inshallah, next Monday, bi'ithmillahi ta'ala, um, at around 8.30. So uh, please stay tuned for that. Any final comments, Sheikh Rafi'ah? Sheikh Farhan? Wow. Well, don't insult my dad like that by calling me his name. Bro. He'll probably be really so for those who don't know, like <laughs> Sheikh Rafi is like one of my teachers, so that's why sometimes tongue twister. Anyway, um, Sheikh Farhan, any someone's asking when we're coming Melbourne. Apparently soon, but I don't really know about that. I'm not going to no comment. I'm not at privy to say. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, um, generally revive reading in your lives, straight up. Yani, wallahi, there's a lot of barakah that comes in the works of our ulama. There's a lot of barakah that comes out of books. There's a lot of barakah that comes out of the brotherhood where you 
يعني out of books you'll be so surprised والله you'll be so surprised يعني you guys there are so many benefits of having books actual physical books not pdfs not anything else just a physical book there's so much that can that can happen there's a lot of khair that it brings and if you might not benefit but your if your family your children your offspring your cousins your يعني maybe a neighbor might pick something up and and enjoy something you just don't know you just don't know so reviving this this thing of reading in our lives for our children to see us and our families to see us to pick this up from us is very important like we can't lose this skill we can't lose this access to our tarath our our history our our honor our legacy it's just it's it'll be so sad if that that ever like fizzles away that our our, our community can't read that's just sad 100%. so yeah. I know it's a somber note, but I generally no, think it's important. No, good advice. Allah khairan. Oh, yeah. I'd like to thank our tech team. I'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters who contributed uh, with their questions and their feedback and all those who watched and uh, listened to the Islamic uh, Book Review podcast episode 7. More to come, bi'idhnillah. Until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.